God, we lift you up right now, Jesus. God, we want your presence in this place, Lord, in a way we've never experienced it before, Jesus. Oh, somebody call on that wonderful name. Somebody exalt that magnificent name. Oh, everything that you need is in Jesus. Everything that you need is in Jesus. He's the answer to your problem tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. I know we can press a little bit more. I know we can lift them up. Hallelujah. 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 I'm going to put this microphone down and I'm going to magnify him with you guys. Let's all lift up his name. God, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, you're wonderful. God, you're wonderful. God, you're wonderful. God, we magnify your name right now. Now with all that is in you, why don't you say hallelujah, Jesus, and worship with the praise. Hallelujah, the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. Hallelujah. And where his presence is, there's freedom and liberty. Hallelujah, Lord.
is going for surgery this week and he needs God to touch his body and to heal him. Lexi needs a healing touch from the Lord and Fama has a brain tumor, an elderly lady. It is the mother of Sister Tanya's boss and we're believing God to work a miracle in her life. I really mean that. I believe that God can work a miracle there. Alana Sasson needs a healing touch from the Lord. And Brother Ron Montgomery, he needs God to work out a situation with his workman's compensation. He was in an accident at work, and uh, they're not working with him like they need to, but the devil's a liar. The devil's a liar. God's in control, and God can fix it and take care of it. Amen. I said God can fix it and take care of it. When you're down to nothing, God's up to something. When your back's against the wall, God's getting ready to show up and show out. Amen. If you're sick in body and you need us to pray for you, if you'll come forward, the ministry team will pray. Do you have a need from the Lord with an uplifted hand? God knows that need right now. Let's take it to the Lord. Jesus, we love you. God, I thank you for the open invitation you gave your children. You told us to cast our cares upon you because you care for us. Uh, now, God, every one of these requests, every one of these names we read tonight needs something from you and need a miracle, God. Uh, you are the miracle-working God. Uh, you're the only God. Hallelujah. Above you, there is no other. Beside you, there is no other. Now, God, we are believing you to meet these needs tonight. Uh, God, every uplifted hand that said they had a need, I'm giving that need to you right now by faith. And I believe in you, God, to do exactly what you said you would do. Our faith is in you, Jesus. Uh, you never fail, and you're going to do what you said you would do. Meet those needs right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated, please. Spirit of the living God, Spirit of 
the living God. We only want to hear your voice. We're hanging on every word. Spirit of the living God, Spirit of the living God, we want to know you more and more. We're hanging on every
seated please we're glad that you're in the house of the Lord with us we're glad to have brother and sister Padilla with us God bless you thank you for being with us just moved here to Vegas from California glad to have sister Terry's mom with our daughter with her God bless you thank you for being with us today amen I'm glad Jesus showed up I want to remind you that two weeks from tonight is our annual Thanksgiving dinner and it is going to be unbelievable this year. It's going to be the best ever. Not just the food, but the fun and the entertainment. We're going to have fellowship, food, fun, entertainment. It's going to be a ton of fun. And it's, you know, not many people are really from Vegas. Almost everybody in Vegas came from somewhere else. And so what happens is you don't have grandmas to go home to for Thanksgiving like they do in other cities. So many years ago, we decided we're just going to have Thanksgiving dinner here on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, and it's going to be our Praise Tabernacle family Thanksgiving dinner. And we have guests that are coming. We have people coming from out of town. We have people that are, are going to be here, and we want you to be here. If you want to know what to bring or if you want to bring anything, then see Sister Aber, see Sister Bang Murata. Uh, see Sister Bang about setup. They're going to be doing. It's going to be a lot of work to set this place up and a lot of work to break it down. It always amazes me when dinner is over. Last year we fed over 300 people in here, and we had tables in places I didn't think they could put tables. I don't know how they did it, but they kept putting tables on top of tables, and there were tables everywhere. And when we said, "Amen, dismiss, God bless you, you can go home." A lot of people went home, but about half the people began to work like a bunch of bumblebees around here, and in about 38 minutes, if I clocked it just right, everything was cleaned up and reset in 38 minutes. It was amazing. I told another pastor about that, and he said, 
You know what happens whenever I dismiss? I have to hire somebody to come in. And I said, you know what? He said, how do you get your people to do it? I said, I don't. I just tell them we need to do this. But that's what a family does. And I thank God for Praise Tabernacle and our church family. Amen. We have a great time around here because we love one another. We're going to have a good time. Right now, our usher's coming. We're going to give you an opportunity to give it an offering. Thank you for all of you that went and voted. I am not worried about the outcome because we did our part. Now it's up to God to do the rest. You see, when you do what you can do, God does the rest of what you can do. We're responsible to do what we can do. And we did what we can do, and now God will do the rest of what needs to be done. And we will trust His hand. Amen. The world is in chaos right now. The church is not. As you look around tonight, you see a lot of empty seats. We've got people in the other building. There's a whole bunch of folks over there that are are doing things. You notice it's not as bright on the platform. They've got new lights going in. There'll be new lights by the weekend up here on the platform. Uh, Just all kind of things are being changed around. So good things are happening, and God is still in control. Amen. Dear Jesus, thank you for an opportunity to give to your cause. I ask you to bless the gift, the giver, meet every need. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let me say this. If you want to give to the Thanksgiving dinner because you don't want to cook, then see Sister Bang or see Sister Aber and give them some money for that, and they'll buy a turkey for you and get somebody to cook it. All right? Right now you can bring your offering up, and let's just give God some glory. This is our hope, this is our peace, faithful is our God. He will come through, we won't be moved, faithful is our God. Sing with me. This is our strength, this is our shield, faithful is our God. He cannot fail, we will prevail. Faithful is our God. Sing that one more time. This is our strength. This is our shield. Faithful is our God. We cannot fail. We will prevail. Faithful is our God. Oh, yes, we are standing. Under our feet, 
Somebody shout hallelujah. Yes, we're still standing. Because the enemy's defeated. Hallelujah. Amen. I bring to this pulpit today one of my sons in the gospel, a man that we love here at Praise Tabernacle. Does a lot of things behind the scenes that you don't know anything about, but he is faithful. Brother Alexander Amy, we love you at Praise Tabernacle. Take your liberty. Come on, let's keep clapping our hands. Let's keep clapping our hands. Let's keep clapping our hands to Jesus. Jesus, you are worthy. Jesus, you are awesome. Jesus, you are mighty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm glad I'm not just standing on the promise, but I'm doing something with the promise. Are you doing something with the promise, I think, is the question. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So much to be said when you tune in and you listen to the words of the songs that are being said. Sometimes I want to sit over here and rewrite some of the songs. One of the songs we were just singing says, you will prevail. No. Jesus already prevails. Jesus already won. Jesus already took the keys from hell, death, and the grave. Can I get an amen? 
Hallelujah. I'm not just standing on the promise. I'm filled with the promise. I'm going to my promise. I'm exercising my promise. I'm claiming my promise. I'm preaching the promise. I hope you hear what I'm saying to you today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You are awesome in this house. Mighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to thank Pastor for allowing me the opportunity to be here. Share what the Lord's with dealing with me about. Thank my wife for putting up with me. All you preachers' wives know what it's like when your husband is birthing a message and God's dealing with him. You know that it's like a roller coaster ride when he's trying to plug in and really hear what God's saying to him. We're not the easiest to get along with at that time, but it's not you. It's the sincerity of the call that we want to please God and honor him and take care of the baby, which is his bride, which is the church, which is the congregation, which is the sheep, which is the flock, which is the lost, the hurting, those in despair, those that we don't know that might walk up into the building and say, that's what I needed to hear. I needed hope. I needed some faith. I needed some strength. I needed to be built. I needed to be fed. I didn't come here to get beat up, clipped, and knocked down. I needed Jesus, and we need to have people that will stand behind a pulpit like this and preach the good news that there is hope. There's an altar to be built. There's a promise to be fulfilled. There's a goal to make. There's a heaven to get to. And there's a God that is alive. We don't need to stand behind some little ballot box and cast a vote. It's already been settled. It's already been done. There is none beside him. No, I not no, not one. There is but one God. His name is Jesus. He doesn't need me, but I'm so thankful he has allowed me the opportunity to be filled with his spirit, to be set apart, to be sanctified, to be baptized by water, baptized with the fire from on high, called from below, to be set up on solid ground, to declare that there is hope in this lost, dying, dark, and decrepit, chaotic world. Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes we look at things when we're driving around. We might see a little barbecue trailer on the side of the road, and you can see some big old dad out there with a dad belly just cooking up some ribs or some chicken. We could smell it. We could say, mmm. Smells good, especially driving down MLK or over in the hood. You know those trailers have some good food. And you can see the you can see that smoke and you can smell it, right? Right. And you know, usually when you're around somebody and they've been barbecuing, you get around them, you could smell them. You smell the smoke. You might smell the wood that they were using. You might smell the lighter fluid. You might smell the meat. They could have been smoking a cigarette. You might smell that. They could have been drinking something. You might smell that. 
But the closer you get to people, the closer you get to the fire, the closer you get to what was being burned, you're going to smell that aroma, good or bad. Hear what I'm saying to you today. I'm going somewhere. I am not in a rush today. Not today. Not today. Today I'm talking about the fire. You see, when the fire's burning... It can be seen from a distance. When the fire's burning, it could be heard. When the fire's burning, it could be smelled. When the fire has already come and consumed something, we could see the evidence that a fire was there. Are you tracking with me? Fire is something you see. It's something you hear. It's something you smell. And the closer we get to God and the more we know of God, the less that we are of ourselves, we get in contact with the fire. And if we get right and we get real, we get to that place where we start to taste that fire. Hear what I'm saying. The closer we get to God, the less of us, the more of him and that fire that was on that altar that we brought goods to for a sacrifice will be consumed. The coals will be left. We'll look up and we'll say, Lord, I am a sinner and I am sorry for the things that I have done to offend you. Please forgive me and help me to be the man or the woman that you have designed me to be. And the fire will quench The fire will burn away. The fire will cleanse. The fire will purify. Fire is alive, and the fire, church, needs to be alive in us. We sing the song, yes, I want it. Yes, I want it. Yes, I want the fire. I love the song. Don't get me wrong at all, please. But how about if the had a remix to it? Yes, I got it. Yes, I got it. Yes, I got that fire. It's not a question. I got that fire. I got that fire from on high. I got the Holy Ghost living up inside of me. I got that word. I've taken myself to an altar. I've died daily as much as I can, and I'm not looking for something else. I got that fire. I got that heat. It's shut up in my bones. I'm not ashamed. I'm not embarrassed. It might be perplexing to those out there, but I know that there is a God that came, robed himself in flesh, died up on the cross, went down to the grave, rose up on that third day, came down up in that upper room, descended on them because they heard about the promise that they, if they tarried, would be endued with power from on high and they were filled with the Holy Ghost and the fire sat upon each of them and they burned with cloven tongues like as of fire. I want to know, do you have that fire? Hallelujah. 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 You can sit if you want. But when that fire comes, it's coming right now to cleanse. But there's going to come a fire at one point in your life. And it's not coming to cleanse. It's coming to destroy. You see that water that they told Noah was crazy when he was preaching about the water coming? That same water that wiped everybody else out. Noah's faith in that water and that promise from God. That water lifted him up above his problems and he just kept on coasting. You know what Noah did after he got out that ark? 
he built an altar. And he lit a fire. Because in the book of Leviticus, it tells us that that altar shall have a fire on it and it shall continually burn and it shall never go out. And if we, the temple of a living God, are the same representation of that tabernacle in that temple, why would we ever think it's okay for us to let the fire go out in our life? I've been there. You, yep, been there. Been there. At times in life, we go through situations. We get pulled this way. We get pulled that way. We want to do this, but we end up doing that. We want to go spend some time in the prayer room, but we got to help our daughter with her homework. We want to do this, but you see your wife trying to carry something up the stairs, and you're like, oh, no, not on my watch. I got his flaws. I got to show you I could do this. And you help her. And then you wind up talking to your wife. And then you got to put your kids to bed. Then you got to do some work that you brought home when you're working from home to get to do what you got to do. And you're like, Lord, it's already 12 o'clock. I'm so sorry. I've been there. I've let life get me busy. And what was an all-consuming fire that just, boom, burned up the block, so to speak, was just like this little flickering bick. And the wind of life comes. All of you that have smoked or watched somebody try to smoke, you've been outside maybe trying to light a firework, all you people that always grew up in church. I smoked. Not proud of it, but I did. And I was one of those guys trying to hide in the corner to light some drugs. Wind coming and blowing on it. You're like, oh, man, give me a light. Back me up. Doing all kind of weird stuff. But you know what? I figured out how to light it. I wasn't going to let the wind stop me from getting to where I wanted to be. When I wanted to get loaded, if I had to go over here and burn it under the, under the dash to try to get that blunt lit, I'll do it. Why does that stop us when we get into church? From getting that fire lit, keeping that fire burning, putting something on that fire, letting that fire get bigger. Every day saying, man, I know it's just a little bit, but I'm going to put something on it. I know it's just one thing I messed up with today, but I'm going to get right. I'm going to get honest, and I'm going to be sincere with God, and I'm sorry I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry I shouldn't have said that. God, let me bring this to the altar. And boom, the coal starts lightning, get a little bit hotter. And then I start putting myself on it. And then boom, you hear that pop, and you go to work the next day. And just like that barbecue pit that's on the side of the road that you drove by on MLK and you could smell those ribs and that sweet molasses and that hickory and apple wood that on old boy that was cooking them, people can smell your prayer life when you come up into school, you come up into work, you come up into church, you come up in your home, you go see your grandma, you go see your parents, and they say, what's different about you? Why has your countenance changed? Because I've been with Jesus, because I've been to the altar, because I made a fire, because I made a commitment, because I put something on there that the Lord could consume. Hallelujah, Jesus, you are awesome in this house, mighty God. Hallelujah. The first sight we ever see of fire is the Lord sending it down. Can I tell you that when you're walking through the wilderness of life and 
You might feel like you lost your way. You're in distress. You're climbing through the mountainous region. You're going through the wilderness. You're stuck. You lose your foot and you get your eyes off Jesus. They teach you in the Boy Scouts. They teach you in the Girl Scouts. They teach you in the U.S. Army, Marines, Air Force, and Navy, and every other military and survivalist school throughout the world that if you are stuck and you're not trying to hide, you best light you a fire. Hear what I'm saying to you today. If you are in this life that we are living right now and you get a little off track, you're just going to have to light you a little fire, son. Light you a little fire. Say, God, I don't know what I've been doing. I don't know where I've been going, but I'm going to lay this down right here. I'm going to say I'm sorry, and God, you send the fire, and the smoke starts coming up. And what happens? This side of the room starts seeing a little smoke coming up over there. What's going on over there? Is there something going on? You best believe something's going on. Somebody's laying their life down for the cause. Somebody realized that they need to present their bodies a holy and living sacrifice unto God, which is our reasonable service, that we are the temple of a living God, that he is real, that he is alive, that he is a fire, that I got nothing to worry about, that I'm going to be purified, that I'm going to be cleansed, and I might smell different than this world but I'm smelling like the sweet perfume and aroma from a fat offering that was burnt up on the altar and he says job well done thy good and faithful servant enter into the gates with thanksgiving and into my courts with praise you better stand to your feet if you've given yourself to God and you've received the promise of the Holy Ghost hallelujah Hallelujah. Fire just can't be seen from a distance. Fire changes the temperature. In our prayer life, our commitment to God, our relationship with God, our willingness to stay close to the heat and endure the fiery trial, which we don't need to be thinking is strange when we're going through it, my Bible says. Woo! the Holy Ghost right now and it feels good hallelujah fire changes the temperature around you it changes the atmosphere think about those wildfires in California and Idaho a couple months ago they changed our climate they changed the conditions in which we breathed you went out to your car and there was ashes from another state on your car from some careless reckless individual Imagine the sin in our life, youngsters. Your sin brings stuff into my house. My sin brings stuff into your house. Your sin brings stuff to my house, her house, their house, and all everybody's houses, and everybody's got some ash on them. Whoo, you hear me today. I'm thankful for the blood that can wash away the sin. I'm thankful that Jesus came and paid the price. I'm thankful that Jesus took himself up to a cross. I'm thankful that Jesus prevailed. I'm thankful that Jesus went up for me. You hear me? Because I've done some stuff a pterodactyl and Baranosaurus wouldn't be able to be enough for. But Jesus, but Jesus died for me and gave me a promise that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, my Lord. 
That's that choice I made. What was Charity singing? I choose to be free. I was born here in America. If I was born in Ethiopia, I'd be a white, fat Ethiopian. But where I'm born determines my nationality. I chose to be born of the water and the spirit and to be baptized. I chose to be a Christian and I received the gift and the earnest of my inheritance with the Holy Ghost fire that sat up upon me and the same fire that we can smell and see that changes the temperature can be heard from outside the room when we lift our voice and we praise God for his marvelous and excellent works that he has done for for his people and we begin to speak in a language that we don't understand and we start to say words and sounds that we don't understand is that confirmation that we got that fire hallelujah thank you Jesus for the fire I'm so thankful for somebody that's got enough guts courage boldness conviction and understanding to declare the fire to prepare the fire, to prepare the sacrifice, to go before and tread and be a trailblazer where nobody's gone before, to cut through the brush, to go through the concrete jungle declaring that there is hope, that there is a God, there is a deliverer, there is a comforter, there is a savior, there's a provider, there's a healer, there's a defender, there's a strong tower, there is a pavilion, there is a mighty God and his name is Jesus. He is Alpha. He is Omega. He is beginning. He is the end. He's everything that we're ever going to need. I wonder, do you know Jesus? Because I know Jesus. I ain't just heard about Jesus. I know Jesus. Hallelujah. And he is real. And that fire that descended upon the apostles and the disciples in the upper room is available to whosoever will. To the Jew first and also to the Gentile and to the Greek. To the Filipino, the Ethiopian, Chinese, Japanese, Filipino, squish like the song says. Everybody. Yeah, I went there. I'm being real. That this promise of the fire is available for whosoever will. And God ain't looking for the prettiest altar. He's just looking for somebody that's willing to build one. Gets even better, Sister Blizzard. He's also looking for somebody that's willing to rebuild the altar. Now I'm going to get to my text. You see, there's at times if you give somebody a title, they already think they know what you're going to say. I already heard that. You start off with a scripture, I already know where you're going. I already heard that preached. Huh, right? <laughs> Woo, reading the mail, exposing the notes. But guess what? We're at the final table. I'm all in, church. I'm all in. 
All bets are in. All bets are off. All the chips are on the table. I got a royal flush and his name is Jesus. Don't ever bet against the house and think you are going to win. You get that fire from on high and it's going to trump anything that this world throws at you. It's going to burn up all the chase. It's going to burn up all the weeds and it's going to be the last thing remaining. It's going to be the last thing that comes to purify and I encourage everybody in this building tonight that you get to that spot tonight before we leave here where you rebuild that altar. 1 Kings 18. Pastor loves the story. Shoot out at high noon like a Louis L'Amour classic. Can't be mad at all. That's good stuff. Paints a picture so eloquent and vivid to the eyes that you could just see yourself rolling through the hills. You see the fire coming down. You see the barrels of water. You see Elijah just kicking back laughing like where's your God at? He's sleeping? I thought your God's big and bad. Where's he at now while I'm making a sandwich? Just think about the story. It says it came to pass after many days. Let me get us here real quick. Three years. No water, no food, no rain. Folks are struggling. It's like 2010-11. Stuff is scarce. You get a job 2011, you holding on to it. You get a bonus, you're not tricking it off. You get a gift card, you're buying food and you're storing it up. Let's not get too far past what we just got out of, church. They were going through it here. These people did not have the daily necessities. Ahab sends the preacher Obadiah out to say, look, you go find just some grass to feed the animals and a little bit of water because we got to eat, bro. You go out there and you go find some grass and some water to feed the animals to keep them fat so we can get our milk, we can get our meat, and we can have some sustenance to sustain this kingdom right here inside the royal court. Do us some good to read this story. And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year saying, Go show yourself unto Ahab. This is a man that was on the run for his life. The preacher was on the run for his life. And that's where we're close to in this climate we're in today. He said, I will send rain upon He said, I'm going to send rain upon the earth. You get out of hiding right now, preacher. You go tell him what I'm telling you to say. And Elijah went to show himself. This is a man that's by himself on the run after all the prophets and preachers were killed. He's by himself. And there was a sore famine in Samaria. And Ahab called Obadiah, which was the governor of his house. Now, Obadiah feared the Lord greatly. Sounds like Cornelius, don't it? For it was so. When Jezebel cut off the prophets of the Lord, that Obadiah took a hundred prophets and hid them by fifty in a cave and fed them with bread and water. And Ahab said to Obadiah, go into the land, unto all the fountains of water and all the brooks. Pre-adventure, we may find grass to save the horses and the mules alive that we lose not all the beasts. Go feed these animals so we don't lose them because in case we got to run, we need our horses. In case we got to flee, we need these mules so they can carry our stuff. So they divided the land between them to pass throughout it and 
Ahab went one way by himself. And Obadiah went another way by himself. And mind you, Ahab, Obadiah by themselves, but Elijah's by himself too. And Obadiah was in the way. Means he was on his way to go where Ahab told him to go. And Elijah met him. And he knew him. Elijah knew who Obadiah was. And it would do good for us, church, that the people in this world know who we are. Hear where I'm going. And Obadiah was in the way. Behold, Elijah met him and he knew him. And he fell on his face. And he said, Art thou my Lord Elijah? He said to him, are you the preacher? Are you the prophet? Are you the man of God? Are you that apostolic? Are you that Pentecostal? Are you that Christian? Are you the one that knows the way through this hard time that I'm going through right now? I'm dealing with some junk in my life, having to serve somebody that's treating me and the rest of the world that's around me nasty as all get up. Are you the one that has called down fire from heaven time and time again? Are you the one that walked over the river on dry ground? Are you the one that can make axes float? Are you the one that can hear from God? Are you the one that can interpret? Are you the one that's called? And he said, yep, that's me. He said, yep, I am. He said, I want you to go now. And you go tell Ahab what he said. Say, I've sinned. And now wouldest deliver the hand of Ahab to slay me. And as the Lord God liveth, there is no nation nor kingdom whither my Lord hath not sent to seek thee. Obadiah said, man, I've been looking for you for a long time, dude. He said, he's not there. And he took an oath of the kingdom and the nation, and they found thee not. And now sayest, go tell the Lord. Elijah's telling Obadiah, you go tell Ahab, the man that's trying to kill me, say, Elijah's here. Say, I'm here. What do you want, Goliath? I'm right here. What do you want, past? I'm right here. What do you want, accuser? I'm right here. What do you want, temptation? I'm right here. What do you want? I'm right here. I am right here. I'm not ashamed. I'm not embarrassed. I'm going to stand here with my knees firm and say, I'm Elijah. I'm the one you're looking for. I'm the man of God. What do you want is what he's telling them to say. And that sometimes gets us out of our comfort zone. It got Ezekiel out of his. And it shall come to pass. As soon as I'm gone from thee, that the Spirit of the Lord shall carry thee, whither I know not. And when I come to tell Ahab, he cannot find thee, he shall slay me. But I, thy servant, fear the Lord from my youth. Brother Swint, Brother Agiano, if you'd make your way up here. Obadiah is telling Elijah, I've reverenced God all my life from the time that I was a child, I did what I could to hide you and the other men of God. I fed you water. I fed you bread. I'm scared for my life. But nevertheless, at thy word is what he's saying. Doesn't it sound a lot like the New Testament? But nevertheless, at thy word. Hallelujah. Was it not my Lord that did when Jezebel slew the prophets of the Lord? how I hid a hundred men. He's testifying to him, and he's telling him it was me that hid these men, me that hid them 50 by the cave, me that fed them with bread and water. And now thou sayest, go tell the Lord Elijah's here, and he's going to kill me. And Elijah said, 
as the Lord of hosts lives before whom I stand, I will surely show myself to him today. Church, it is time that we show ourselves to this wicked, perverse, unjust, crooked generation who Jesus is. It's time that we get a backbone. It's time we know who we are. It's time we know why we are. It's time to exercise the promise and have a showdown with the accuser. It's time that we prepare the altar. It's time that we get ourselves together because it's going. It's going fast. Revival is coming. The fire is coming. And we best get ourselves ready. The building can't contain it. The world ain't ready for it. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know Jesus wins. I know I'm in the church. I know I'm not ashamed. I know I'm not embarrassed. And I know that my God will answer by fire. Stand to your feet all around this building. Elijah is going through it. And he says, Ahab, Elijah's here. And Ahab comes out and he says, Ahab saw Elijah. And Ahab said to him, Is it you, Brother Joel? Is it you, the one that's giving me all this hard time? And the man of God looked at him and he said, Nah, it's you. You and your sin is what's caused all this famine, Ahab. You and your sin is what's caused all this division. You and your sin is the one that made it where we ain't got no food, we ain't got no water, we ain't got no grass, we ain't got no clear clarion sound coming from God. It's your sin, Ahab. One man with a boldness and a relationship with God from a past experience of being at an altar offering up himself as a living sacrifice had enough holy boldness, convictions, assurance and knew that voice of God that told them you take yourself you go yourself a man you go and gird up your loins you go before Ahab and you prepare this showdown you tell him we're going to see who's God we're going to get right right now and just like all across America today we were casting our votes on who is righteous and what we stand for it's just like that time that these prophets they were walking around cutting themselves sounds like these people with gauges in their ears cutting their arms because they're afraid to look in the mirror oh I'm not pretty as her oh I don't look as good as him let me start cutting myself that's what these people were doing pastor that's what they were doing brother Aber that's what they were doing Adam they didn't know what way was up they didn't know what way was down and it's just like the climate today people don't know what bathroom to use they don't know if they're a man they don't know if they're a girl they don't know what they're doing these people are confused and lost and they need a clear sound like Elijah had Elijah said okay let's get this squared away we know there ain't been no water we know there ain't been no rain We know there's not a lot of livestock around, but you get yourself an animal, and I'm gonna get mine. You cut up yours, and you put it on the altar, and you pray to your gods, and I'm gonna do the same thing. And whichever God answers by fire, let him be God. And Elijah said to the people, just like most of us today, when we cast our ballot, 
Just like us today when we're all going to walk up here as a congregation to the altar. Just like today we're going to say, God, I'm going to serve you, not man. God, I'm going to serve you, not the things of this world. God, I'm going to bring myself to the altar today. I'm going to let anything that's been hindering me. I'm going to leave depression on the altar. I'm going to leave anxiety on the altar. I'm going to leave doubt and fear. I'm going to leave addiction. I'm going to leave lust, envy, hate, jealousy, bitterness, wrath, malice, murderous thoughts, confusion. I'm going to leave that on this altar today, God, and you're going to send down the fire. Does anybody in this building believe that God can do it? Let's all walk up here to the altar so nobody thinks that anybody else is less than because we're all people in this building trying to make it to heaven. Listen to what happened. Elijah said to him, when the midday passed, they prophesied until the time offering of the sacrifice. And there was neither voice nor answer nor any that regarded, no fire, no nothing. And Elijah said unto the people, come near unto me, just like we're doing right now, coming near unto him. Draw nigh unto him, and he'll draw nigh unto you. And the people came near unto Elijah and the altar, and Elijah repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down, the place of prayer that wasn't visited, the place where nobody was lifting their voice and magnifying God, the place where nobody was calling out and saying, Lord, send the rain, the place where nobody was calling out and saying, Lord, I'm afraid. Lord, I need you, Jesus. That place. And Elijah took 12 stones according to the tribes of Jacob unto the who the word of the Lord came. And he said, Israel shall be the name. And he built the stones of altar to the name of the Lord. Just like we do it all in Jesus' name. Just like we do it all in Jesus' name. And he told them, you get that water. 327 gallons of water. He poured it into that ditch. He poured it onto the sacrifice. He poured it onto the altar. He said, go back and do it again. Go back and do it again. Lift your voice again. Call on Jesus again. Call on Jesus again. Call on Jesus again. You prepare the sacrifice. Let him send the fire. You prepare the sacrifice. Come on, lift your voice. Present your bodies a living sacrifice unto Jesus. Lord, hear our prayer in this building tonight, Jesus. Lord, send the fire. Send your promise, Jesus. Be our healer. Be our redeemer. You provide the fire. I'll provide the sacrifice. You provide the spirit. Ask him to start a fire in you all over again. Ask him to burn away anything that should not be there today. Ask him to burn out anything in your life that you picked up that God doesn't want you to have. You've allowed things to slip into your life that God's not pleased with. Tell him to burn them out. Burn them away. Make me what you want me to be, God. Fill me up, God. Fill me up, God. Fill me up, God. Make me what you want me to be, Jesus. 
others around me feel your presence, God. Let them know that I've been in touch with you, Jesus. Make a difference through me, God. I will open up. God, I believe you. God, I believe you. God, I trust you. Hallelujah. you today. Hallelujah. You God, I want you to make me in your image. Take away anything that's not pleasing to you, God. I will open up God, let me get rid of anything that doesn't bring glory to you, God. Oh, make me what you want me to be, Jesus. Make me what you want me to be, God.
wants to do in you today. Let him be in you what you've asked him to be. Hallelujah. Till I overflow. I just fill me up. Fill me up, Jesus. God, I love you with all of my heart. God, I love you with all of my heart. God, I love you. I love you. I love you, Jesus. God, I want to be what you want me to be. I don't want to be what somebody else wants, God. I want to be what you want me to be, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let God do something fresh and new in you today. Let God do something fresh and new in you today. I want to run over. I want to run over. Till I overflow. I want to run over. I want to run over. I want to run over. Fill me up. Fill me up. Till I overflow. I want to run over. I want to run over. Fill me up. Till I overflow. I want to run is that your prayer today is that your prayer today fill me up God fill me up God I want to run over I want to run over God I want to be more God I want to be more than I've ever been for you before God I want more of you than I've ever had before Sometimes I don't think we're as drunk as we're supposed to be. In the book of Acts, he said, these men are not drunk as you suppose. See, it's but the ninth hour of the day. Let me tell you something. When you get full of the Holy Ghost, when you get full of the Holy Ghost, you don't care what anybody else thinks about you. You don't care what they say about you. You don't care what they do to you. All you want to be is just another little closer to God. The Bible said that the fire fell from heaven. They prepared the altar. They prepared the sacrifice. They loaded it down with water. And an all-consuming fire came. And it did not just take away the sacrifice. It licked up the water and turned the ditch into glass, if you will, because it burned so hot tell you something. When you give it to God, He'll take it away. I said, He'll take it away. You give Him your failure, He'll take it away. You give Him your problem, He'll take it away. You give Him your problem, He'll say, God, I got this problem. Just lay it on the altar. Let me tell you something. When you lay it on the altar, get back. Because when the fire falls, when the fire falls, it's going to all be gone.
Good word, Brother Alexander, Amy. Good word from the Lord. Good word. I grew up in a family. We were outdoors people. We camped a lot. We hunted and fished and just typical southern people. And one thing I, I realized, we never went to bed at night without banking the fire. We always had a fire, but you had to bank that fire. Because what you were hoping is that that fire would still be there in the morning. Are some of the embers enough, some of the coals enough to get it going? But my dad was a very cautious man. And so he would always build and prepare another area for a fire for the next morning. They didn't take any work to get going. He had the twigs, he had the leaves, he had the sticks. He had it all prepared. What he called his one match fire. As Brother Amy was preaching tonight, God took me back to my childhood days of banking that fire at night. And my dad just being cautious enough to set another one up so that it wouldn't take but one match to get it going. I wonder how many of us before we go to bed tonight would bank the fire a little bit. We just take a little time and say, Hey, Jesus, uh, I just want to thank you for what you did in church tonight. But that was in church, and now I'm back home uh, before I go to bed. And just as a precaution, why don't you go ahead and pick out what you're going to read for your Scripture in the morning and build that and lay it right over there so that when you get up in the morning, you're going to stir this fire and you're going to grab that one. You start doing that every day and I promise you something, you won't have a bad day. You won't have a bad day. Every day you have is going to be a Jesus day. But you make your preparation the day before if you want the fire. You gather what you need and you'll live in the overflow. You'll live in the overflow. You'll live in the overflow. Amen. What a good word from the Lord today. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. God bless you tonight. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Shake hands, be friends. Don't forget, two weeks from the night, Thanksgiving dinner starts at 6 o'clock. God bless.